because the, the truth and the reality is that, we're, that whether through your past or through your present or through something that's going on, we all have habits and things like that. Or, or maybe, uh, maybe through this lockdown, you, you've kind of found that you've been reacting some different ways that you never, never thought you would. And, and, and through this whole thing, it's been just uh, been an adjusting. And some people have kind of struggled through lockdown and, and isolation. And now, now they've managed to get through that okay, but now struggling now. And, and I kind of felt the, that the Lord was speaking to me the other day about freedom. That our God is a God of freedom. Uh, that uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ, get that, that Christ has set us free. Uh, and maybe in your journey and through, through life, you've tried all sorts of things to try and find freedom or, or healing or restoration through things. And, 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 and maybe through this season, you've kind of come back to the same part again where it's raised its head again. And, and can, I, can I say that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to experience freedom and how to live free, it's only found in Him. It is only found in Him. We, we, a few years ago, we had an amazing experience of being able to live on a farm in Maraita. Amazing. A little wee old house, and, and it was up above on the hill so you could see the water. And it was amazing property, an amazing farm. We rented this little old house. And, and one day the farmer comes to us and says, can you please, through lambing season, can you please come? Uh, and, and, or can we give you a cup, two sheep, uh, or two lambs, actually, that's a baby sheep, right? Lambs. Uh, two lambs to look after and feed. Uh, and, and if you're not if you're not a farmer or experienced farmer like myself, what you do uh, is you have, you get this bottle and you fill it full of milk and everybody's laughing. Yeah, should be laughing all the farmers, uh, and you feed these lambs uh, with with like a teat on a bottle, feed, feed them their milk because their their mum or for some reason their uh, their mum has has disowned them or they've been uh, orphaned and and so we had to take care of them. I thought, how hard can that be? Amazing. So, so the farmer comes and he, he puts a pen in our back lawn and, and gives us these two sheep and uh, two lambs. Uh, and we start feeding them morning and day. As my kids said, yes, we will do it every day. About three days in, I was doing it every day. Uh, and, and they, but we're feeding these lambs. And, and after a, two weeks, about two weeks of feeding these, these lambs, because they were growing, they were starting to grow really fast, is one of, the, one of our kids decided to have, they had an amazing idea, a fantastic idea. Why don't we let them out of their pen uh, so they could have a run around uh, because they've been in this small pen for a couple of weeks? Brilliant, brilliant idea. So, so one of them opens the door of the pen and the sheep run directly to the house in the back door and camped out in the lounge. I've got a photo to prove it there. So, so these sheep, were there was, a, there was two, and we're lucky we had wooden floors. So there was two sheep. They were running in and out. They ate all of Denise's plants, uh, which was, she was excited about. And, and, but the problem with lambs is this. As lambs live outside, people live inside. The main problem being that lambs leave little surprises around everywhere. They leave the things around everywhere. And, 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 but what happened is as soon as the gate opened, the lambs took straight off right inside. It, it was amazing to see them bouncing away. They, as lambs do, they, they were jumping and they were skipping and they were bouncing, all sorts of things. It's like they were free from their pen uh, and they wanted to be where we are. And, and uh, no, that doesn't work. They were trying to watch tally there by the looks. Uh, but it was amazing uh, how a few moments, or about half an hour, because it took us half an hour to catch them, uh, a half an hour of freedom did for them. 
It, it, it actually changed everything for them. I, I don't know if lambs smile, but they would seem pretty happy uh, to be out for a while uh, as they were running around everywhere. But freedom changed it for them. Uh, just that moment of, of freedom, and it put a skip in their step and a, and a dance in their stride. And, and, and my whole thought this morning is this, is the question to ask you is this, is what would freedom do for you if you were to walk out here free of something today? How would it change your week this week if you were to, to come at the end of our service and, and have some prayer and, and have God speak to you and change you? How would it change your week if you were to come here uh, with stuff and leave without stuff, leave finding another way, finding a freedom in an area of your life? How would it change your week? Because I know this. I know one thing is that freedom changes us on the inside and on the outside. There's an incredible movie called, uh, called Braveheart, and there's that famous speech by William Wallace. Uh, uh, William Wallace, and, he, and he's trying to stir up his troops, and you're getting ready for battle, and, he's, and he asks them that question. Uh, what will you do for your freedom? Or, or how, how will freedom change your world this week? He was kind of saying, he was, he said, how would freedom? He was trying to get them to, to find a picture of freedom and what it would look like for them. And, he, and, and they had an incredible battle there as they, as they went through. But I think freedom is an important thing for you and I. The Bible says in Galatians 5 verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. There's finding freedom and then there's living free. There's two parts to this here, and, and today we're going we're gonna to look at some building blocks on, on what that looks like to, to live in freedom, to be free, and, and, and because I, I just wonder today that, that uh, if we were, to, we were to pick up some, some things, some tools for our week, I, I think freedom could change us. Freedom that we find in Jesus Christ will change us on the inside and on the outside. But, but the reality was that for, for the people of God, uh, they lived under, in the... You could say in the Old Testament, if you if um, have read the Old Testament, that you'll see that there's a, a whole range of sacrifices to do with animals and, and, and a, a way of living that, that God gave to, to the people back then, and it was called the law. And, and it was trying to, trying to help them. The law always pointed the way to Jesus, but, but the law, law back then for the people of God, it was, it was kind of a, a moral system of, of living, and God was, was trying to get them to live the, the way, His way. Uh, but, you know, as people, as humans do, we, we muck up and we mess up. And, and they had this sacrificial system. And, and really that sacrificial system really couldn't give them full salvation. Only Jesus Christ could do that. And as we skip forward to, uh, and the law always pointed the way to Jesus. And, and when Jesus came to this world, he fulfilled the law. He was everything that, that the law was, was fulfilled through Jesus Christ. And, and in its amazing journey for them that when Jesus Christ came, he was the Messiah, the Son of God. And, and even though at the start they didn't recognize him, uh, there was an amazing journey that the people went on through that. But one of the important aspects of Christian freedom is this, is, is that our responsibility not return to living under the law. It's like, like condemnation. Oh, man, we, we mucked up this week. We, we did this this week. Or we said that, or we or we, we, we done something that, oh, man, how, what was God going to say about that? You know, it's like we, we, sometimes we can step back into not the freedom of, of through Jesus Christ, but back to the, to the law that we read about. And, and, and like we, it's something that we can't pay for. 
we can't solve it ourselves. We can only solve that through Jesus Christ. And, and in fact, the Apostle Paul says this, when, when he compared to living under the law to slavery, and, and, and it was such, and, and he says to them, to the people in the last part of Galatians 5, 1, he says, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. And see, continuing to live under the law, it does simply that. That, that the law under, after salvation, it, it really is a, like a legalistic form of religion. It's like we, we have to personally pay for it somehow. We have to tick a box somehow. And, and, but Jesus Christ, come in, the, the freedom that we have in Jesus today is, involves not, not living under the obligations of the law, but to find the freedom under God's grace, the grace that he gave us. And, and in Romans 6, it says this, For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. And, and in Christ, we are free. We are free uh, from the law's systems, and we are free from the, the penalty of sin, and we are free from the power of sin, but there's, but there's one thing that we need to uh, be weary of or be uh, mindful of, and, and, it's a, and it's a warning, really, that we, that we don't have a license just to do whatever we like. Paul is saying to the church back then is, we are free in Christ, we are free, uh, but we are not free to live however we want, indulging in whatever we want. It's like a warning. Just watch out. Don't abuse his grace. Galatians 5, 13, it says, For you have all been called to live in freedom, each one. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. See, see what is it today? What is it today for, for you? What would it look like to be free from that thing today? If you, is it a, maybe a health issue or anxiety maybe or concern about your past, maybe the shame of your past or the fear of the future? You know, you know, what is it? What would freedom look like for you? How would that release you? Maybe the pain from your past. What would it look like for your future? If you were to walk out here totally different, Totally different, free, lighter than what you are as you come in. And, and here's the thing, I, I believe that the local church is a part of that because we are the church. You and I, we're, we're the local church. And, and the, I, I just so I believe that the church is the, is the hope of the world. Uh, that, that it's a group of people loving God and loving everyone else the best we can through the good times and the hard times. And, and also, I believe this, that through the context of, of this community, this family, it's, there's a pathway to freedom. Uh, and like, it's like building blocks uh, that help us to be able to live free. So what does it look like? What does freedom look like today? And I, I believe it looks like this. The first thing in fighting freedom means this, is that I will enjoy Christ-centered friendships. The Bible, Christ-centered friendships, the first building block is friendships. But not just any friendships, Christ-centered friendships. Because in the, in the Bible it says that they devoted themselves to fellowship. And, and fellowship is simply this, there's many fellows in a ship. Fellowship. It means lots of people together in one place, and, and they devoted themselves because, because they knew something would happen there. And when they, when they come together uh, as, as a church for a modern-day sense or a small group, or when you come together with a group of Christ-centered friendships, is that there's many things that happen there. 
There's incredible support. There's incredible love. There's, there's accountability. There's the, there's the Word of God. There's encouragement. There's, there's all sorts of things that we only find in a Christ-centered friendships. And, and, and Hebrews 10, verse 24, says this, Let us think of ways to motivate each other in acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, uh, but encourage one another. There's a thing about friendships uh, that we all need to know, and we're probably aware of, but, but Christ-centered friendships, they, uh, it means that participating in each other's life, not being a nosy parker, but in, in being a part of each other's life, sharing our lives together in a loving and a caring way, being a part of that and surrounding yourself with friends who share the same beliefs with you as, as Christ did, and, and that will allow you to grow and to learn. And see, in church, we, we find some amazing friends and they will, who will journey with us through the good times, the hard times. When our kids were little, I can remember trying to get to church. It was so hard and difficult. When the, the, the kids, we, we had three girls at the same time, all under probably about, under about six by then. And it was, it was just hard. But we found a, a group of people that were in the same boat as us, you know, fellows in a boat. Uh, and, and, and they were able to get around us and we were able to support each other. There's amazing support in those kind of friendships uh, that we have. And yesterday was amazing. We, we, Denise and myself, we went to a two little girls' four-year-old birthday party yesterday. It was amazing. They were at the pony park. All the dads were wanting to get on the ponies, but we weren't allowed. But we, we celebrated their little birthdays yesterday. Uh, after church today, I'm, I'm going to ring one of my best friends because his, his mum has just had that diagnosis of you've got six months to live. Then during this week as well, I'm, I'm going to sit down with a, a young guy in our church and we're going to pull scripture apart and we're going we're to have a debate about scripture and we're going to dig deeper and, we're gonna, and I'm really enjoying it here as we're, as we're looking deeper into the word of God. And then next week, next week, We're going to remember. Uh, we're going to remember my dad that passed away twelve months ago, but we're going to be supported by our friends and our brothers. And see, that's what friends do. Friends, Christ-centered friends, they they stick with you through the good times and the bad times and through the the hard times through the, the, the horrible times. They, they stick there day and night. We'll, 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 next week and these next few days, we'll cry together, we'll celebrate together and, and we'll drink lots of coffee together and hopefully lots of chocolate as well. And, and, and that's what we'll do as friends. But friends encourage each other. They stand by each other. Christ-centered friends will help you on your journey. And it's in those friendships where they, the, we sit down and we pray together because there's, sometimes there's no way through, Right? There's some things that we face and the only thing we can do is call out to the Lord and, and pray. Pray believing that and there's sometimes where all you can do is just weep and cry together and that's what friends do. Friends help us on the journey. In Romans 12, 15, it says rejoice with those who rejoice. We love rejoicing. But it also says and weep with those who weep. We don't like weeping. For ladies, it messes up our makeup. Not our makeup, our makeup. That was lucky. And for guys, we're too macho for that. We don't cry. But here's the thing. If, if you want to see and find freedom, it's about taking the mask off with 
Christ-centered friends, being real, being authentic, even so they can just like, let's pray for you right now. Let's pray for that. Let's declare the word of God. Maybe there'll be some advice for you as well. But friendships do that. Friendships are one of the building blocks uh, to finding freedom. And, and our, our, part, our part is to be willing and to be open, to be proactive. And, and one of the best things that I, I, we're pushing it today, you'll see it in the foyer, we're pushing it because we so believe in small groups. And that's a way for you to, to, to find a group of people that maybe you don't know for a start, but within a few weeks or a few months, they will become friends. And, and then you'll, as you become friends and you kind of get relaxed and know people, that's when you start to open up and say, can you just pray for me for this? Can you support us with this? And, and, and so I want to encourage you, if you're not a part of a small group, do it today. Sign up at the desk just as you go through the doors there as well. But, but, but to be devoted to fellowship, be devoted to get, just like you're devoted to your husband or your wife or to your family, be devoted to gathering together with other people that love the Lord. Don't slip. Don't slip in or out. It's too easy at the moment, at this time, to slip in and out or hide at the back, but be devoted to gathering and connecting with God. The second thing is that you'll find for finding freedom means this, is that I will receive grace to free me from my past. Grace to free me from my past. Bit of work here. Watch this. How am I going to do this? It's like Rubik's Cube. <laughs> it works. To find, free, to find grace for my past. I have two, two older brothers, and, and they're coming up next week. But when we, when we were young, uh, mum and dad were the pastors of, a, of the Elam Church in Nelson. And, and, and mum and dad, uh, in, in those days, there would, there would be lots of meetings. And mum and dad would go to a prayer meeting, I think probably on a Wednesday night. So there was three boys left at home by themselves. And what, what this one night, I can remember, my brothers were older than me, and, and what they would start, we would, they would, not we, they, because they dragged me into it, they, they, would, ta- they would take mum's car out for a joyride. Mum, mum had one of those Morris 1100 cars, and, and you could start the car with a teaspoon. <laughs> so I was told I didn't do that, but my oldest brothers did that. Uh, they would start this car with a, with a teaspoon and they would just go for a drive around town, make sure it was back and the, the engine had cooled down by the time mum and dad had got home from prayer meeting. Uh, and, but this one time, this one time, I, I think my oldest brother's driving it and he put this big scratch down it. He, put, yeah, he was panicking and he was really worried. And, and so, so they thought the plan was to get home before mum and dad, put it, in the, put it in the garage and then deny everything ever happened. Uh, and, and so, of course... That doesn't work. Your mum, I think dad come out to do something in the garage the next morning and straight away saw the, big, the scratch down the side of mum's Morris 1100 car. And my, he was amazing. He, he showed so much grace. I, I think he was pretty, pretty ticked off, pretty angry in there. And, and he discovered who, who was driving and why they were driving and all that kind of stuff. But he was so gracious. He, he didn't make uh, any one of us pay for to get it repaired or the damage. He was so so gracious. What a, what a great picture of our God and his love for us. That he is so gracious to you and I for our, our past and the things that we've done. And that he doesn't make you pay for it. Have you ever thought about the power of that? Because in our human nature like right now is that 
We're all about paying our debt and paying our bills and paying things. But this is one that you can't pay for. That God would send his son uh, to, to give us freedom. And, and what he was meaning by giving us freedom in Galatians 5.1 was that the power of sin and death, that would no longer... Uh, control us as, as people, as people who loved him, and, and the power of that. So, so there's, there's sin and death and there's sickness and, and those things where they can really bind us and trap us and, and cause us to be like in a, in a prison. What, what, what Jesus had done on the cross is, is that he destroyed its power. He paid for all of that for you and for me. And, and then he said, there is, even in your futures and your lives, there will be no power of that to influence you. It is for freedom that Christ come, that we may be free. That he paid a price that we couldn't pay for. it. It's like getting a cold. When, when we get a cold, we, we, we treat the symptoms of coughing and sneezing. and We treat the symptoms of a cold. But, but in reality, the, the, for, for a cold, you actually have to just let it ride itself out, right? And, 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 but the, in the same way, sin is, is like a spiritual virus. It, it affects everything about us. It's, but it's unlike a cold in the sense of when, when sin runs its course, it leads to the wages of sin is death. And it's not just a physical death, but a spiritual death. And, and, and Jesus come, he's the cure for our spiritual virus that is sin. The good news is that the cure is only found in Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2, 24. He personally carried our sins uh, in, his, in his body on the cross that we may be dead to sin and live for what is right by his wounds, you are healed. See, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven of all our sin. The Bible says this, we become like a, a new creation, brand new. That's what Jesus does for us. The power of sin is broken and there's a cure for us. His grace is more than enough. Maybe you're here today. You know, one thing that, maybe you're not a church person today and you've, you've, maybe you've been dragged along today or you've been invited and firstly, it's awesome to have you with us today. And, and sometimes, so, sometimes we feel that the list of our debt is so big that how can God do that? How could he, how could he pay for all of that? He already has. He paid Whatever, his, his grace is not dependent on size or severity or length. or in, His grace is dependent on he has incredible love for you. That pays every debt with nothing left owing. Finding freedom means this third and final thing is this. Uh, finding freedom means that I will experience God's power. Bible says that they devoted themselves to prayer. Uh, and what a season that we need to be all uh, praying for, yeah, for, for your family and, and yourself and for others, for our nation, for our government, for the election, for our world. And Ephesians 6, 18, it says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion, staying alert and being persist, <coughs> persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. See, in prayer, uh, don't be afraid to, uh, when you're praying or when you're having that moment with God, to ask for his guidance and help. Ask for his guidance and help. If, if you ask, he will answer. He, he's not deaf. He, he will hear. Uh, how, so how can we pray? And this real simple way here is this, first pray for your day. 
Pray for your day. Ask for the patience as you go, as you deal with people, maybe at work or at school or at home, as you, as you deal with people. It says, the Bible also says to pray without ceasing. And I, I've found that, that during my day, whether I'm in the car or in a meeting or, or by myself or doing whatever, is that, is that I, I, can, I can develop an, an attitude or a, a, a sensitivity that, that God, I'm, he's with me. It's like God, like, gee, under my breath, I'm saying, God, help me with this. What do I say here? What do I do? There's a consciousness, a God consciousness that we can have through peer that is, that is continuous through our day. It's not just when you get up, you pray, and when you say grace, or, and when you go to bed at night, if you pray before you go to bed, it's this consciousness of, of that God is with you through your day. I want to challenge some of you for that because, because God is not subject to 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning. He is with you all day, every day. And it's about cultivating this awareness because as you pray, you, you are learning to become dependent and leaning on Him to draw your strength from, from Him. Because, because I don't know if you've worked this out, that when I rely on myself, I get really tired. I, I get anxious at times. I go round and round in circles light bulb moment here it's like but when I trust in the Lord it's amazing how what God does how he works in my situation small and large it's about having a continual conversation with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords the second part of that is then then to pray for others Pray for others and, and you'll start to see God show up. Pray for opportunities. Maybe, maybe the grumpy customer or the, the really difficult boss, come on, why don't you start praying for them? Praying for breakthrough, praying for a softening, praying for some insights that, that you can uh, influence them or with, the, with the gospel or with just who you are. Why don't you start today? Why don't you start today? while ago I saw this story in the in the Herald, the newspaper. There's a, a little picture of a, a little boy from Nigeria. And, and he was about to die. This was in the Herald about, about two years ago. He was malnourished and he's like infected by worms and and he was abandoned by his family. Uh, then this aid worker from Denmark, uh, they found him and they they took him out of his situation. He was living on the street and they, they took him away and they fed him and they, they looked after him. They gave him some medical treatment and they cared for him. And it was amazing how this little boy was, was left for dead but, and, and it became a, a trap of poverty, of starvation, of hunger, of, of all of those kind of things. It was a trap. And the next picture I'm going to show you is show you how he was freed from that and what he looks like in 12 months time they didn't know this little boy's name they called him Hope which is a fantastic name but it's amazing how freedom can change us on the inside and on the out it, it, freedom gives us new opportunities it, it, it gives us a future and a hope freedom can change your week ahead I believe this is that when we're talking about spiritual freedom and the things that we're carrying, freedom is a choice. Freedom is a choice. 
because it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm and don't let yourselves be burdened again. I want you to know today that at the end of our service, our prayer team are going to be here and they're going to pray specifically that you would find freedom today. All, all I ask for you, I invite you to do is to be bold, to be brave and, say, and, and to come and say, I just need prayer for this. I want it gone out of my life. I want to be set free. Maybe that's, maybe that's a health-wise or, or relationship-wise. Maybe that's anxiety or, or, or depression. Or so get on that journey of, of finding freedom in Jesus Christ. And because and there's a pathway for you to take. There's building blocks that you can, that you can go through and stand upon. Because freedom changes us through Jesus Christ. Come on, why don't we close our eyes right now and bow our heads. And I'd love to pray for you right now. Father, in Jesus' mighty name for every person in this place today that that Father that you love each one that you've got a plan and a purpose for each one and your plan is for us to to know freedom in Christ and to live that way so Father today Lord I pray for every person Lord that is that something is coming to mind right now Lord I pray for boldness for courage for, for trust in you to to start a journey before they leave today, Lord God. That, Lord, this, this front of this building today could be a place where they could come and leave stuff behind, Lord God. That we would know the power of your Spirit in our lives to, to live free. Lord, I, I pray too that, Lord, as you speak to hearts, that they would they would start that journey. Or for some, some you, you just need to make that appointment with their counsellor. For some, for some, you need to ask for prayer from that friend that loves the Lord. To be authentic with them, to let the walls down. When we do, I believe with all my heart that the Bible says we will discover the freedom that Christ has meant for us. Maybe you're here also today. I just want to invite you just to keep your eyes closed for just one more minute. Maybe you're here and, and you've come for the first time or many times, but, but you've never said yes to Jesus and to accept the free gift that He, he gave to each one of us. And, and the truth is that we've all sinned, we've all messed up, and, and, that, and that sin, that separates us from, from God and from having a relationship with Him. But, but God and His love for you and for me sent His Son, Jesus, to die on a cross. He was buried, and on the third day He rose again that you may be free, free from sin and free from the power of sin and death. And so this morning, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. And if you're here today and, and your heart is beating, and you feel like God is speaking to you, to you this morning, can I, I want to invite you just silently in your heart to pray this prayer after me. Just pray this. Pray, dear Jesus, I want to say yes to you today. Lord, will you forgive me of my sin, the stuff that separates me from you. Make me brand new. Today, I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just why? 
want your eyes closed right now. I'm, I'm not going to embarrass anyone right here, but I, but I am going to ask you to be to be bold and brave. All I'm going to do is invite you to, if you said yes to Jesus right now, and that's, that's just to lift your hand so I can see. I'm going to count to three. I want you just to lift your hand up and down so I can see. It's like a faith step saying, yes, I said yes to Jesus today. If that's you, just lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift your hand.